Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Really big news, everybody. Uh, welcome to news. Last week, we had this filing in a case to uh, call that it's unconstitutional, the Schedule One status of cannabis. Uh, and the, the feds, for the first time ever, uh, put something into a filing about the rescheduling of the, the cannabis plant as reason to justify the dismissal of its lawsuit. We have a lot to go over in that. But um, first, why don't we bring on Miggy? After I tell you, thank you for joining us, especially if you're a subscriber or a member of the channel. We really appreciate it. So, you know, feel free to interact with us in the live chat. Give us some super chats if you want us to ask you or answer your questions. And uh, let's get Miggy on here. What's up, Miggy? You could be anywhere, but you're with us here Sunday, or you're watching us later on, which is either way. Thank you. Yeah, because maybe you want to watch Baltimore, or maybe you want to watch uh, Kansas City. 
Uh, or maybe you want to watch Detroit here in a couple of hours. Or maybe you just want to play Call of Duty and have a beer. Hey, that's that's perfectly fine for a Sunday. Yes, sir. Hey, so yeah, this, this Biden DOG telling the, the, the courts, man. Uh, yep. Yep. Interesting stuff, huh? Oh, this one's great. And so this one came out last week. And so now, as opposed to just acting like uh, a social media influencer content creator where I just entertain people and do dances and stuff, uh, I get to actually act like what I do for a living because I don't get paid for doing this shit uh, and, and be a lawyer, which is really, right. really cool. Yeah, you know, they have the, the, the filing, the motion to dismiss is at the bottom of this article. So okay. Why don't we go ahead and scroll down to that, and then you know what? I'll just yeah, buddy. Share. Pretty good. Oh, there you go. There you go. One of the things that you have to understand about federal court is how like well laid out and pretty and plain it all is, and and very choreographed. It's not like state court. So they've done a wonderful job doing their their motion to dismiss, and and the motion is very very brief. It's like a page. At, you know, that's how it works. And then they have their local rule certification and their certificate of service because that's very important in litigation. What does that you, mean? You have to give people notice. It's one of the big things about due process. A lot of due process is huh. notice and a reasonable opportunity to be heard. And so the, the certificate of service, you know, one of the cornerstones of your due process rights. And hmm. Anyway, and then after that, you have your memorandum and support of the motion to dismiss. This is where the real nitty gritty is. Okay. Uh, all the stuff that has to do with the, the legal argument. Okay. And then but before that, they do a table of contents. And so then they tell you yes. how it's organized. Yes. And then they also do a table of authorities because this is everybody that they are citing to. Oh, neat. Yes. And so there's all these cases. The main so this one is the Rage case. Go ahead. Well, this document that you pulled out, because this, this is all about there was a lawsuit against federal government trying about the the whole injustice, right? So, wasn't it um, was it was it a, a company that sued? Who who initiated this lawsuit? Do you know? Oh, a lot, a lot of companies actually sued. So you can go up to the caption of the okay. complaint, and so the caption right. is right here. You have Canna Provisioners Inc., G Y A S I Sellers, Wiseacre. Oh, Verano. Verano Holdings. Yeah. And so Verano is also one of the plaintiffs. And then you sue because you need to have an individual. You have to sue a human. And then in that instance, it's Merrick Garland in his official capacity as the attorney general of the United States. And so this is all those plaintiffs v. United States. And this is that motion to dismiss. It, of course, the last aspect of the table of authorities are the statutes. And then they get into the into the actual Introduction CSA. The CSA. And so they define terms because that's what you have to do in litigation. You have to define terms. But this really doesn't start until page eight. Hmm. Um, but and so, yeah, they, they well, this, dismiss. This is an actual, well, you say dismiss though. So the paperwork we're looking at right now is paperwork trying to dismiss the lawsuit that's in place. Is that that's where right. we're at? Okay. Right. You, yeah. So it shows the origins. But this is paperwork coming in from, and then who's asking for dismissal? The United States of America. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And right. that because it applies about the new coming up possible rescheduling, right? No, for a, a litany of other reasons that we're going to kind of cover and go over okay. and do a little bit of a deep dive into. Uh, yeah. One of the aspects is they say that this has a rational basis, and so if you are not familiar with constitutional attacks uh, at statutes, you uh, 
do not get what they call strict scrutiny unless you have a fundamental right. And there has never been and there is not a fundamental right to engage in the marijuana businesses. Uh, and they go over that in some detail. And then, of course, they have this this other if you don't have a fundamental right, which gets strict scrutiny, and it's just an economic regulation, then you have what they call rational basis review, which is any conceivable basis reasonably related to the legitimate government interest in regulating interstate commerce. Uh, many people might not know this, but the Controlled Substances Act is a comprehensive uh, commercial regulatory framework for drugs. And that is the whole point of it. And then in the background that they go here, they talk about the rage case. We're going to get into that in a minute, but that's mm -hmm. really what we talk about here in the statute. And so they, they have this fundamental, uh, um, uh, that it just comprises the whole scheduling of everything for controlling uh, the drugs and the interstate sure. commerce market in drugs. And that's what the CSA does. Unfortunately, uh, one component of the CSA as applied uh, is unconstitutional, meaning that the schedule one status of marijuana. Uh, and, and so that's kind of what they are explaining the background to in this section. And then they get to Massachusetts marijuana laws because one of the uh, plaintiffs is from Massachusetts, a Massachusetts company. Hmm. And then we get to footnote number one, which is one of the interesting ones. Uh, because like this has never really happened because there have been a lot of these cases and they are cited later. A lot of them were through normal. So shout out to normal. If you guys yeah, have yeah. normal in your state, you know, cool. Drop it in the comments. Let us hear about it. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm on the normal legal uh, council. So I get a lot of emails about uh, legal issues that's going on with normal. But to this point, neither Congress nor the attorney general have altered marijuana's schedule one status. And they talk about section, uh, and then 21 USC 8, section 811 is section 811 of the Controlled Substances Act. And that is where they talk about the change of scheduling. So right here, they, they kind of go into how there is this method that is provided under the Controlled Substances Act for mm. authorizing the Attorney General, aka the DEA, to reschedule or remove drugs based on scientific and medical recommendations from the Secretary of Health and Human Services, amongst other considerations. And they cite to it. And then uh, neither Congress nor the Attorney General have altered this. And then they drop a footnote and they'll revisit this later. You know, uh, that sounds like a, a sensible argument, but couldn't an argument be made as well that no drug has been descheduled? Has there? Right. Because no even these, I mean, think that doesn't make any legal sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like when, when you're, you're talking about the, uh, you know, the, the not having the ability to be, the first argument was you're not allowed to be in business, right? There's not a, uh, not everybody, not every American, you know, you know, can be a, a freaking uh, drug operator. But why? You know, why is it that, you know, I just happen to have a lot of money. I decided to invest in the actual protocols and whatnot. You know, couldn't that be, uh, you know, an arbitrary argument as well, right? Isn't this like the CSA itself is just a, uh, not no, good it's, faith it's thing. A federal court, and so like you have to be very specific about how your claim uh, for that that remedy that you're requesting accrues, uh, and whether that you even have standing. Because federal court is what they call a court of limited jurisdiction. So no matter when you file a complaint in federal court, you may expect a motion to dismiss pursuant to this particular rule of federal procedure being filed to get rid of your claim. Your claim or case. Sometimes I call it a claim. Sometimes I call it a case. Uh, that's just the the jargon in being sure. a lawyer. Uh, and so 
you have to have stated a claim uh, to, and you have to have pled it correctly. Mm. And so they are attacking their standing, which would then remove their ability to even ask the court for what they're uh, trying to get it to do before they even get to the merits. You get to the issue of standing. And, and, but then you know, in the actual complaint, at least characterized and cast by the, uh, um, the attorney general's office, see there it is, plaintiffs bring two claims, uh, very often mm. called counts. Uh, first, plaintiffs oh. say that the CSA, Controlled Substances Act, prohibition of intrastate, so just inside the state, exceeds Congress's authority under the Commerce Clause. No, it doesn't, uh, which like, I saw that and I'm like, man, that's, you're never going to win that. And they may be dismissed out of this case because of how many other cases have said that that is just not the, the law. And the second claim, plaintiffs claim the CSA's prohibition of marijuana are authorized by state law, violates the substantive due process component of the Fifth Amendment due process clause. Basically, you can't have arbitrary laws. And so that's sure. what they are saying. But but to support it, they are contending that uh, the right to cultivate, manufacture, possess, and distribute marijuana, subject only to state health, safety, and public welfare, is deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. They are trying to uh, allege that you have a fundamental right to engage in marijuana business. This, well, I mean, America, right? Like, like we're supposed to all be capitalists and be like a, no, a even a chance. Right. No, a fundamental right is something that we should all, as uh, Americans, be educated in, in like seventh grade civics. Uh, unfortunately, it is not. And so okay. very often we do not have fundamental rights. Most most likely, uh, or most, most recently, at least by the Supreme Court, is the removal of the fundamental right for uh, privacy, which was the right that gave you mm. the right to have an abortion uh, or right, access right. to medical care to, to be able to get an abortion. So what I would have argued, and these guys didn't pay me, they paid... Schiller boys, hundreds of thousands of dollars to file sure. this case that's now going to maybe be dismissed. Uh, I would have argued that you have a fundamental right uh, to access medical care or have your state uh, say what is medical care in your state. And mm. so if your state says that this is medical care in your state, the, mm. the federal government doesn't have the right to uh, get in the way of that. Uh, but well, again, uh, that may then allow you to have abortion, but we don't even have that fundamental right. That would be a new right. fundamental right. You don't even in America, you don't even have the right to access health care. But can you can it be uh, argued that this is like a holistic option, right? This is the, the natural option. This is the fundamental right. And so like you have to understand, you have to think. Like, well, what is the fundamental? Tell me, what is that, though? What is the, 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 the basis for a fundamental Very often they're the ones that are in the Bill of Rights. And so if we were going to uh, well, happiness, that, isn't that like one of them? That's it, it's no, <laughs> well, I'm just God. saying yeah. the right to equality. But so this are well, the answer is to the, the, the purpose of the lawsuit was to get it descheduled or rescheduled. Is that what was the purpose behind the, 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 the yeah, actual it, lawsuit? It, it, to invalidate the scheduling entirely to say that it is unconstitutional to schedule one it and then therefore say that it's no longer scheduled. But wouldn't the but better yeah, argument be just overall just to to, to, to annihilate the CSA because of the inequality no, between no. cannabis, cigarettes, and and, and no. tobacco or and alcohol? Why not? No, uh, because the CSA is a constitutional uh, exercise of Congress's authority to regulate the interstate market of drugs. So the CSA is Congress backed. Is that why it's so powerful when it comes to the, like it, American it, law? It, it, 
Article One, Section Eight of the Constitution, the Commerce Clause. Congress has oh. plenary. Plenary is a spooky word; it means a lot, like all of it. Power yes. to regulate the interstate commerce, and and that's oh. why they are able to do this. Fundamental rights, again, those are typically the ones that are found in uh, the Bill of Rights. So, bear arms, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, uh, right to a fair trial, right against self self incrimination, uh, and we had implied a right to privacy that was overruled because uh, for some reason, like half of our country thinks that if you get an abortion, you've committed murder. And uh, and so they said it's you're, you can't have privacy with your doctor. And so they, they overruled Roe v. Wade. And so the, right. I wanted to say that we have a fundamental right to privacy through access to state approved medical care. Uh, now, because they've overruled that with the uh, Dobbs decision and you know, yeah. 26,000 extra rapes uh, resulted in pregnancies to teenagers in, in yeah. Texas uh, since that decision, we don't even have that as a fundamental right anymore. If, What's if, even so horrible. We need a constitutional amendment to create like the right to have health care. Well, maybe what, besides what's, being, what's horrible about this law case in particular is also that was based off a of fake case right it, it was a pretend like hypothetical wasn't that the, the case that was uh argued supreme court that the origins of the or they just went and reversed the dobbs is that what that was because i know they, there was something they, they that overruled, this they overruled roe versus wade finding that you have a a, a privacy right it comprises okay. a fundamental right so that they said that no you don't you they can they can outlaw abortion because and then yeah. they used that it's that same the same like it's they're called terms of art. And so like these types of terms of art were also then reused uh, it's in that Dobbs decision where you have this, 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 this it's, uh, is deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. So I think that it's implicit in the concept of ordered liberty to be able to access health care. Right. The Republicans disagree with me on that because of aborted fetuses. Right, right. Well, even the original, the religion one that you brought up, right? Because I mean, there was that one case in uh, Texas. That's, the, that's, uh, it was that's the First Amendment. Okay. So, like, that's that. Again, it's back <coughs> to fundamental rights, which are in the Bill of Rights and also in your amendments. But they, the courts and our country, never has really said that you have the right to access health care. If anything, they said it for about fifty years and then they walked it back. Sure, so, I wouldn't have. I but would the, have the, asked this as the engaging of uh, enterprise of marijuana. I would have cast it as an access to healthcare as a fundamental yeah. right. Oh yeah, oh hundred percent. But uh, you know, but I think cannabis, though, no matter what the topic it's part of, is always going to get a bad rap, right? Because like the religion part, you know, in a, in the military, uh, Native Americans. I, I had a buddy who went to South Dakota. Uh, he went on peyote trips, right? But if you're Rastafari or someone who identifies that this is your sacrament, you know you're you're you're, gonna, you're done. There's no there's no if ands or but. But if you're Catholic and do wine on Sundays, you know only on Sundays, you're okay. You know, but yeah, it's very. It's very what are we talking about? Are we like it's the prejudice? It's just that deep. And so sometimes peyote mm -hmm. is respected, but then the Church of uh, you know Rastafarians can't use their sacrament. Exactly. That's why I always found the hypocrisy of this whole conversation all the time. When what is the right? And you would think, uh, unfortunately, these guys were having a weaker argument because yeah, the med the medical right would definitely be the uh, you know the the wellness option. You know, I they, should be able to. 
They did not uh, hire. Like, wow, well, this is your fault. <laughs> well, now these guys, because this was heard, though, I mean, that's part of why you pay for very expensive lawyers, right? Because these guys know who to handshake and who to, uh, no. uh, uh, you know, because well, the if, if any lawsuit, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be heard, right? It doesn't have to be. Most of them are not hurt, All right? But then the, the, the reason why you should hire lawyers because they're smart as shit and can do the job. Uh, now, mm -hmm. sometimes that is being uh, plugged in and connected to the prosecutors and the other people that have the discretion. This is why they lack standing. And so this is a, a nice example mm -hmm. right here. And this is uh, probably a Supreme Court. No, it's a First Circuit case that's doing it. And then these are what they are. have its elements. And then so law, there's a lot of elements. And then you have to find those elements and either allege them uh, or you have to have them in the case of standing because federal court is a limited jurisdiction state. So a plaintiff must. And then it's usually a list. One, two, three. And then you mm -hmm. have facts that uh, prove that you're there. One of the things is that this is they don't have standing because these licensed cannabis holders aren't being hurt, which is pretty By, interesting. That's true. Well, because they're working around the, the confines. The, they, mm. they, they say they don't have standing because the Department of Justice is not enforcing the Controlled Substances Act. Okay. Isn't that fucked up? And if you that think that's interesting. Up, that's that's interesting. That now you're you're in America. You don't have the right for health care, and also uh, the feds can have a law against what you're doing, uh, and not enforce it. And you can't say that it's uh, bonkers and arbitrary and irrational and unconstitutional because they have discretion. We mix it better. Think about that as you enjoy that it's twenty past the hour and four twenty in New York. Safe. Yes, I tell you what, you know, I just want to give a shout out to Collateral Base. They are doing the best. If you are trying to get a cannabis license in a limited market state and you haven't hired Collateral Base, well, that's your own fault, bro. And one of our biggest fears. <laughs> One of our biggest feeders is CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, where you should go and book your call now and you'll be taken to, um, nope, that's a broken link. I'm going to fix that uh, anchor. And, and then, you, yep, that's exactly it. And so then we have our little widget that you can fill out and that will get you into our system so that we can send you emails and follow up to see whether or not you are a good fit for the cannabis industry and many people aren't well i mean at the long run right here we are what uh six months two weeks seven days four hours three minutes and still no fucking license no hey. no social equity license <laughs> i mean i'm not mad at you illinois but uh 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 you know i first we've been doing this for such a long time and uh, five it's, years it's, next week well even before that though with the the facebook page right, right. like Spraying the word. Not, I don't think we're shadow banned anymore. We can buy ads now. And so I'm going to. What? What? Don't wow. fuck with it up. Don't, don't, don't go nuts on this. I think if, no. I, if I do this right, we Post can have loss? ads on Facebook and Instagram for Cannabis Industry Lawyer, uh, especially after it's got. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Boost that cloud on base, baby. Get that, get that bag. But that's well, the. It's, yeah. 
But as I was saying, like we're almost there to the, where I have not ever made money at this thing. I've always been like just trying to champion the goddamn like law itself, right? Like fellow citizen, here we are. You know, that's how I know you. That's how we've we've been friends and and, and do the shit we do online, which I think the internet has helped. You know, like that that we were in the early times of the uh, like the the websites and the uh, trafficking and the SEO and and I, you know I think there's still you know legacy industry, but the fact is that you've been doing. I think it's more important that you've had prior legal banking experience as a real lawyer, uh, and then you cross over to cannabis and then the industry side. I mean, it's all non-sexy, right? This whole policy to make the the uh, change policy and, and get a good law, you know, going on. This is, you know, not not as easy as a sweep of the pen, and or you know, it could be right. What we talked about: Twenty Ninth Amendment, Twenty Eighth Amendment. That'd be dope. Twenty Eighth Amendment. Uh, the Lit <laughs> Amendment. Yeah. The Lit Amendment. Legalize yes. it, America. Wait, no, legalize it. Today. Today. We are establishing the Lit Act. I'm sorry. Ooh, I like it. Anyway, uh, before we go on to our next story, I just wanted to, and we we could probably spend all of the show going over this uh, filing, but I wanted to Mm -hmm. move on to the next stories. I think we did a fairly deep dive. I could do a like a very deep I could I could maybe do like a video uh, and just drop it where I spend like a half hour going over this. Uh, anyway, before before we wrap it up, I did just want to like say, hey, here here's something like, again, uh, Congress acted rationally and classified marijuana as schedule one substance. There's a lot of precedent that says that. And, and that's one of the reasons why they just have this. Here is site, 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 site. But uh, right before the conclusion of this, it's pretty interesting that they say Congress also rationally set up an administrative process for rescheduling drugs. Yeah. Pursuant to that mechanism, the DEA is currently considering HHS's recommendation to reschedule marijuana. That's it huge. is not for the courts to disrupt or get ahead of that administrative process. A public policy argument by the United States saying, we're working on it. We're going to moot this claim. And uh, we don't even need to get to that claim because they don't have standing because we're yeah. not enforcing the law. So they're not hurt. And so like my, my uh, response to that was like, let's go get all the Biden uh, pardons and, and say, hey, uh, we were hurt. Uh, we, we were injured. You, we want our money back. Uh, you took my life for a while. And then anybody else who's under federal prosecution right now, that's where you can get into impleter and try to like bring in new plaintiffs to say, OK, well, we have been hurt. We were, yeah. you know, um, that that would be one way that they could then possibly have standing as a group, uh, kind of. I mean, like some of them, they're just saying they have an economic right. They don't they haven't alleged it. And then there's another part where they say they haven't alleged it in concrete enough detail. So. Um, so yeah. so like that you'd have to get like somebody like uh, Luke Scarmazzo or uh, Lance Glow on your board. Right. Because like. You know, talking to Lance uh, a while ago, he's still on freaking probation, dude. The guy can't consume cannabis for another, uh, I think he said like eight years. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, that, that's poo-poo. You know, that, that, that's justice, right? Like that's, and that's why, you know, we, we talk about this. So like, yeah, if you're, that's just the unfairness of this too. As a, you know, my uh, qualification for the social equity was like an infraction, you know, a minor. And uh, you're super social equity. So you also live in a disproportionately impacted area under the statute of Illinois. Yeah, right. So, I mean, like I just qualified, but, you know, the the arrest is the gateway, right? But you can get super arrested. How, how, how weird is that? You can get overly arrested. You have overly because you really felt confident in this plant, right? Because, 
I always felt confident. I carry it with me 90% of the time. Even when I sold it, I was like, this is not something I'm going to freak about. Like I will be, I will comply, you know, cause I'd rather not get shot. But like, that's what legalization too. It helps not put you, you know, safe access, right? It doesn't put people in bad positions. It doesn't, uh, you know, gives you a, a choice on the plant. There's a lot of reasons why rescheduling would benefit, you know, and then, they're not going to mess with the present markets, you know. This, this, um, this but none. again, let's talk about how long briefing takes. And so they filed that motion. They get to do a response and then a reply, and then there's a hearing. We could go. We have the pacer ID. Uh, it's all public record. There's a notice of hearing for whenever this is going to be argued. I really hope that the rule is published before this is argued. That'd be great. Oh, I don't know if that's right. going to happen, but it'd be great. Well, if a ruling came out, it would affect not just this, but also the the Hemp Act, right? I mean, there's a there's a domino effect. You don't think it would? It's when, when you're talking there's about nothing in the Hemp Act that's that even there's nothing before the court about hemp. No, but I mean, as far as like, uh, if I was a grow, if I was a farm, it would change protocols. I wouldn't be sweating like testing hot anymore, right? No longer oh. is it a. Uh, 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 I have to burn a whole crop. Now right. I can rethink of a viable option to like resell it. Maybe I, the proper well, licensing. Have, it's, it's again like the to beat a test for hemp if the hemp license is pretty easy because you have to do it four weeks, mm. maybe in a couple of days, thirty days, no more. When you know you're going to harvest and you're a, a fucking farmer, so you know that thing that you're trying to flower because you've been growing it for a while. Uh, it, you're going to know 30 days from when you're going to pick it. Right. Uh, and so it is, t- it is THC compliant 30 days before harvest. And then you, mm. you take a cola up at the top. So like the stuff that I have in my basement looks great, but it's already past that. Like I've, I probably would have already sent it in for testing and I would have done no defoliation on it, uh, on that place that I'm getting tested because then you're able to blend it and then you, you sure. test it for total THC. So you grind it all up, stems, leaves, everything. And you know the THC hasn't even started forming yet, really, because it all comes in in the last month. A lot of it comes in in the last month, at least. Uh, and you see if you're less than 0.3. But if you're less than, if you're between 0.3 and 0.7, uh, you could still try to remediate it, you know. But then the, yeah. it's just not that. What are those? Well, you know, I'm just talking with you and been doing this for how we do it on the business side of things. You know, we 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 do culture, but you know, this is not this is not legal advice or or financial advice, but this is something that we both invest, obsessed with, but like the skew thing, right? The fact there's so many skews, but now, you know, that that whole process you just explained has spread into the gas stations, right? Now, people are popping hot. It, you know, you you can test positive for taking some of these products that are over the counter. Uh, because, uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good conversation. Hey, uh, shout out to Cole, man, him traveling and doing all that hot content, man, because he's co- he's covering everything, you know, that the, 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 the taboo topics, you know, legalization, sex, drugs, rock and roll, baby. Got to do it. Hey, we yeah. got some more states. We have a little yeah. bit more news. I mean, the, the big story was this filing right here from last week. The first time a court filing has ever referenced the administrative rulemaking process for cannabis. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting to see. Hey, that's, that's foreshadowing, hopefully. Fingers yeah, crossed. That is as foreshadowing as rescheduling gets. 
Mm-hmm. We have Cannabis Business Time reporting 11 states that could legalize cannabis in 2024. And so this is one of those things that always happens as we have another year. What states will legalize it this year? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and rescheduling, how would it affect these states, right? Like it, it, would, it would put them in their own... Well, Wisconsin is a, a modified trigger law state, I believe. Mm. Uh, maybe it's just a trigger law state. So it would be pretty orderly in Wisconsin. And that may be how it finally becomes medically legal in Wisconsin. Because the, the state would then have this trigger that would happen. Uh, and they would have a licensing round to become in compliance therewith. Many of the states will fall into that. And I really hope that that is a burgeoning field of my practice yeah. in, in the coming year to have a federal licensing process that you can do. And you know well, I'm going to offer it one day over at CannabisIndustryLaw.com. Well, and check out Tom's video on trigger laws if you don't know what it is. I mean, real quick, do you want us to say what it is? or? Oh, no. it's uh, They, they kind of know. If you, ha- if you don't know what a trigger law is here, uh, I want you to go back to seventh grade civics and, and, and demand a refund. I would do. I didn't have civics. I don't remember. Oh, yes. In high school, twenty twenty four. Who's going to maybe legalize? We got Wisconsin on the map, and it's a trigger law, but uh, that would be for medical. Uh, everything that's come out of that so far has kind of sucked. Florida may do it by ballot, by vote this fall. That would be mm. fascinating. And I, Florida has got a different style of um, its its trigger law. It's more tied to their own legislature. However. Uh, Florida, if they legalize it, I believe would it, like you think Illinois is a pain in the ass. Like Florida is a pain in the ass. Uh, Arizona, like the certified millionaire states. I think Ari- Florida would become a certified millionaire state. There might not even be another licensing round. Sure, sure. I mean, that's they already have a limited state with the medical scenes. So I'd imagine it's, it's bizarre. It's not. It's limited, not limited. And so if you have a license, it's unlimited. You can open as much canopy as you can sell. You can have Ooh. as many stores as you can open. But how do you get a license? license. Exactly. There's only like 20 of them in the whole fucking state. And there's 26 million people down there. Crazy. That's that's an investment of like protecting, right? These people are just hoarding that, you know. All right. Now, the people that have applied are just kind of taking it in the ass. And then what I mean by that is you have carry costs because you had to apply. You had to lock up real estate. There's Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. a holding cost for that. And so sometimes you have like a, a tenant that's inside the real estate so that it's not complete loss. But you had to have had that real estate, and then you applied. It was a very, it was one hundred and fifty thousand dollar plus application fee, and then if you win, it's a million bucks. But there are dozens, hopefully, and that at least two. We'll see if they're going to issue another twenty four licenses coming in uh, the su- spring to summer. So, like maybe May to June, hopefully. Mm. That's their rumor mill down there. So Hawaii might do it the next, huh? Hawaii. Yeah. And so that was hilarious. Remember that passive aggressive story we did a few weeks ago? Yes. Yes. They're very uh, complacent. You know, again, you, you think these tropical paradises, I thought California was going to be one of the first ones to do it, you know, but it's again, who's in charge? You know, it's not about the people's choice. It's who's in charge or uh, who's paying off who, you know, we, I, I showed you the article, what last year, uh, the cannabis, uh, 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 what do you call it? The, uh, uh, people who, the lobbyists, they dumped three million, uh, which is open record, you know. So, you know, when that's like a that's like a drop in the water when it comes to like making the rules, right? Like some of these people are, are putting billions out there uh, uh, with like people championing to all the legislatures and and talking to them because this process is very 
very arduous, you know, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not too sexy. And sometimes you have to do it again. Like they made oh. it South Dakota. So yeah. when they, they legalized it and then they overturned it, so they might say, okay, let's try this again and then legalize it. We'll see. Wow. And then you think they'll Boy, go for it? When Idaho's on the list, you know we're getting close to legalization. Mm-hmm. Pine Idaho is definitely one of the uh, players definitely uh, trying to change the rules down there. So if you can, support them. Kind uh, Idaho. Trying. Shout out to Kind Idaho. If you're watching from Idaho, you are the only one watching from Idaho. But you're awesome, <laughs> For real, though. New Hampshire. That's they cool. have medical? They do. Uh, they're fairly conservative in the New England area, and I think that's just one of the reasons why they're a holdout. Well, I mean, like, I don't think they're New Hampshire's. Or was that where the last just caucus was just at? No, the, I think that was the most recent primary that just happened was New Hampshire. Yeah. Primary, yeah. So, like, the, the turnout there was very purple, right? There's a very lot of common sense people who were like, you know, uh, fuck the guy with 91 indictments. But mm-hmm. um, there's also a lot of crazy because he did win. But, like, <laughs> you know. Well, it's not a crime if you don't think it is. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Nebraska, again, another piece of foreshadowing regarding how far, not not that far into the future, uh, is legalization Thanks, when Nebraska is putting it on the, the, the map. And there is a campaign out there, Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana. Shout out to them. They have Neat. to collect 87,000 uh, signatures. And I want to, yeah, shout out to the union for becoming a YouTube member. You guys can become a member as well. We have started uh, unlisting or like listing as members much of our uh, catalog, and we're going to continue to do that. So eventually, I only want to have maybe about 150 videos on the channel, and everything else would be for the members. So if you want to see all of our shit, uh, go to uh, our and join us as a member on the channel. And then if you have any questions and you are a member, we try to monitor the live chat to you remember the- talk to you guys. Do you remember the Canadian cannabis uh, documentary, The Union? That was a good one. That was a good one. That was Kentucky. Kentucky. (laughs) Kentucky is great. Kentucky is already, I don't know if they will have, it might be a little too soon. They haven't done a licensing round. That's really not Mm. coming until next year in 25. They're publishing regulations for their medical. It looks like it's going to be very, very limited of of a state and highly regulated. So expensive, like similar to what we're going to have to do here in Illinois. Hmm. And so like how quickly, like Missouri is a good example, 2018 to 2022. So it doesn't happen overnight. But yeah, but then Missouri did a great job of licensing a lot of uh, individual businesses throughout the state and limiting them so much in scope that they can have a market and a lot of um, participants. Uh, and so that's, I mean, I wish Illinois had done that a little bit more. Maybe after all the, the grower licenses are out, we'll see that. And then another mm. a few more rounds of dispensaries out there because there's still only, there's fewer dispensaries in Illinois than there are in Missouri. And that's one of the reasons why Missouri sold almost as much weed, even though they have half the population. I would love to have some Kentucky weed, right? Some place where there's farmers. Mm-hmm. That's the best weed I want. That green, blue grass. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, hey. I'd have to check there. Um, I have to see how they are on a trigger law state. 
because Pennsylvania has a similar problem as Wisconsin does in the sense that it's a very divided and somewhat Republican centric legislature. Mm. And, and to like, remember when we did the show in Minnesota where they legalized, it was a strict party line vote by one vote. All the Democrats voted one way, all the Republicans voted another way. I know we catch yeah. some shit and like, we're not trying to pick on you. We're just saying a lot of the them vote like they voted in Minnesota. It's like the same, if you look at Illinois, if you look at, if you just take every state that has legalized it and, and legislatively, and Illinois was the first, and you go through it and you look at the yeas and the nays, we could do that data set. And, and then right. we could say like, don't argue with us, argue with the data set. Just, just like, like talking about looking at who just voted against the border support, right? That's, that's your big argument, but y'all voted against it. You're all voting against uh, women's rights. Like that's the, majority of uh what your party is which is not good at least for the rest of us north carolina's on the list too i don't know they are a thca hemp state mm. so i'm not sure about that south carolina even less cool than north carolina so i don't know i don't know i don't know I'm, i mean like every place in the united states is beautiful to get high in like i just wish it was like a uniform uh not get fucked with thing right yeah. like that's the whole purpose of why we've been talking about it for so long. Oh, you know it. You know what else we should talk about for right now as it's 40 past the hour? Let's hit a bumper and, and look at some weed pictures. Oh, hey, there it is. It's another one of those strands. Dang. Yep. So it's got some color to it, some deep, dark color, not just the lime greens. Is the uh, the purple is that in, uh, indicative of indica, or uh, is it it's indicative of certain types of strains that have that that genetic in it? Uh, whether or not they're an indica or not, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm assuming, I didn't know that, but I don't know for sure. Okay. I mean, it's a it's a very larpy nug, uh, nug, you know, like very well, not larpy, because um, that implies puffiness, but like a mm -hmm. not buddy shape. Uh, doesn't doesn't look like this guy right here. Look at that. Uh, there you go. Hang on, let's let's zoom in on that. Miggy's. Oh, hello, Miggy. I have to move hey. that. Hang on. There we go. You're good. Uh, you know, we need to get one of the things that we need to do. We need to do some upgrades. Uh, so, like, if you had another camera plugged in, and it's just called the Nug Cam, yes. and then oh, so you put the Nug Cam on it, and then you could just that is because uh, one of the things that I want to do is I do want to build a YouTube studio in the dispensary, and so mm -hmm. we should build the Nug Cam YouTube studio there, and then it'll make and then name that strain. We could try to get some sponsors from Illinois product. You know? Well, you you say that the how bad is your guys' fun police out there when it comes to like the rules of a store? Because the fun oh, police yeah. here does the no fun police. Yeah. Like we, it's they shut. So they, uh, yeah. And so like the regulations are there, and then there's a lot of um, lack of it. It's prosecutorial discretion, just like yeah. the, the the United States. Right, right. But that's why I ask because like here we we have experiences. There was one dang emporium that had a, and they would smoke though on the podcast. Like actually like uh, buy product and then go on to the other side of the. So it was really weird because they had a door that connected the, the building together, but the the fun police said, hey, if you put barriers, lock it, you know, like they nailed it so you couldn't get out, kind right. of a fire hazard. 
But, uh, you know, they're like, okay, there's a wall, technically. So now you're divided. Uh, and then they got raided, like, probably a year into it. Uh, somebody else changed their mind and said, no, let's uh, not let these guys have a podcast that promotes uh, consumption and uh, all their equipment is, is fucked up. So that's why I asked about our, our future place where we're going to be, uh, right. you know. Well, again, uh, I don't – that's not what we were going to do. Like we were going to do the show, but then mm-hmm. we might have a show being done at a dispensary for educational purposes. And then we can do content about inventory control systems. We're going to do like exclusive type of content with compliance for educational purposes at the location. Um, that okay. is an exception to pretty much every state's mm. um, regulations for advertising the, one yeah. of the other ones especially in new jersey is do you know that the people that are being served this ad are over 21 and we mm. have great data that says yes because we have social True. media data. it's like here you go it, right. yes you know we aren't so, we're 99 not well not 99 i think we have maybe five percent or to seven percent of our viewers are 18 to 24. Sure. By default, though, everything we do is education, you know, talking about topics and news and culture. I mean, this is something that we both are equally interested in, uh, uh, you know, in our personal professional lives. Hey, Soon to be more professional. Name that strain. Oh, shit. Let's bring it back up. Yes. So uh, let's get you the parents on this name that strain. Pure Michigan crossed with runts. Pure Michigan and runts, it is a hybrid. And it has a fruity hybrid, lemon and diesel, cherry and mint. Those are the terps, flavor profiles, and the odors you get. They have way too much THC on here. They say 37.5. And so it's not out of California that would actually have a legit test on that. You can drive the the first name of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the only really hint I got. There's so many fucking strains, man. Like there's it's so, just so many. It's a, there's eleven billion. There's eleven billion <laughs> strains. It's not quite purple runs. Um, it's not black diamond. Michigan does have good weed. Oh, oh gosh, she she nailed nice. it. Lee Mortensen. Oh, got, got yeah. Shout out to her. She's uh, another long time. Long. Th- thank you. Yep. Thanks for tuning thank in. Thank you. Man. Awesome. Right. Okay. Hey, um, some of the other stuff that happened. This week, there was quite lawsuit a bit news. of it. Let's get lot. that lawsuit news, and then I want to. I want to give this guy a not trending. This is more of like crap. Yeah. Oh, your mic is coming in and out again. Oh, really? Man, yeah. How about now? No, you're good now. Maybe okay. it is a distance thing. It could have been the distance thing, but then I was just wondering if I had turned off that comment. This, though. Uh, Green Market yes. is saying a lawsuit claims the New York Cannabis Social Equity Program discriminates against white men. How? I have not read this one. I read the one from the United States government, not the one from the white guy who's like, help. <laughs> Stephen Miller right? wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the uh, why. What, what's going on here, man? Like, like, like the that's the hardest part about the social equity programs. Period. Right? Because you can't 
you got to lay a foundation of certain requirements, and they decided upon arrest and low-income low requirements, right? I don't so, know, like, I this one doesn't have the actual complaint. It just has the first picture. Mm. The first, oh, oh. Wait, I got, oh, there it is. Scroll there. And there's so many different embeds that are out there for, for docs. All yeah. The defendant. Well, it's the script. So, what are we looking at here? Uh, like, what, what, um, what section of this lawsuit will show their cause or their where they're hurt. Uh, it's usually under the counts. And so this okay. is more like, you know, and so they're saying minority owned, women owned businesses. Uh, this is probably more background and then mentioning races and races. Uh, and so we're in paragraph. We haven't even have a cause like a defendant, defendant facts, brochures. There's, there's one, there's a D. Let's see what he says here. Okay. No, this is just more background facts. <laughs> let's try to see if we can find, oh, there's one. Here's how they do it. And again, this is also a federal court. Uh, First cause of action, equal protection clause, and then they cite that one. Uh, plaintiff against all defendants. He has been denied an equal opportunity to get a license in violation of the equal protection clause and is asking for permanent injunctive reliefs to prevent defendants from processing any applicants claiming uh, SE status based on minority-owned business or women-owned business because of their racial and gender preferences violate the United States Constitution and subject plaintiff to serious, concrete, and injurious, both reparable and irreparable. Does he have standing? You know, if you're being excluded, that is uh, uh, an injury. Now, if they were just not enforcing this aspect of the law, then you haven't got an injury, which is what the first case that we went over cited. I, this is just reaching, though, because I, like number one, writing any of this uh, requirements, uh, you know, and that's been a, another painstaking part of when they actually did consider what social equity is or social, uh, you know, that, this, this fucked up rule that we've had in place for so many years that has affected so many lives, you know, right? Ending prohibition would do more good than right. it does harm. No but Illinois is the furthest out ahead on the constitutionality of the social equity definition, so much so that they have insulated it very, very well uh, to such attacks. And so some states don't do that. They actually like put races and like genders in, in their statute, which is just asking for this lawsuit to be filed. Right. Illinois said it, it is narrowly tailored, very narrowly tailored in Illinois for what social equity means. And your social equity because you were arrested. Yeah. For a, a joint. And then not only that, you are a longtime resident of an area that under their rules qualified, which and each again, state's different. Each state's different. But I bet if we did like a data set analysis of what they've provided in their map, what percentage of the population of America lives there, it would probably oh. be like 35%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But still, I mean, like, and then, so that, that's the data set saying, like, okay, for social equity, something that's supposed to help a betterment of people who've been uh, impacted by this messed up law, uh, most likely you are living in a lower income area, right? Most likely, you know, that's you, the, the, the lowest of the poor. You. They knew they yeah. could get away with it because you didn't have anything. Now, the hard part is, hey, poor people, we've given you this million dollar lottery ticket, have fun starting to, you know, co-signing with somebody oh, who doesn't yeah. screw I got, you. I got a great business model for the next round. Uh, I, I'm not even going to tell people what it is unless they're qualified and then I'll tell them. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's going to be NDAs and stuff like that. But it, the funniest thing is, like I came up with it over the past week and nobody else is doing it. And the only explanation that I have is greed. 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that they're having really fucking creative, but, uh, yeah, I, no. I, I yeah. you know, teamwork is dream work. Hey, uh, <laughs> oh, you're in out. Hey, I got the same one up. Good. And so cannabis use in adolescence, not independently linked to poor educational outcomes. Of course, the problem is you have to go to school in Finland where they have excellent schools. Hey, so uh, uh, isn't there a data set on this that was Finland? Hmm? Finland. Yeah, I didn't realize that was, I thought it was the United States. Finnish investigators. Huh. Of course, oh, you know, they cool. must say like, yeah, if you pay for college and healthcare for the people's lives uh, and encourage them to get educated so that they can get great jobs. Yeah, weed's not going to get in the way. Yeah, surprise if your fundamental Maslow pyramid scheme stuff is taken care of, and now you can focus on education and self-betterment, uh, right? Like, isn't that the whole utopia thing? If, we, if everybody had, you know, uh, running water and uh, three meals a day, you know, we'd be uh, building things and working and focusing on artistic endeavors instead of uh, trying to get by, which is right. kind of the thing. Hey, uh, do you guys remember when we were just recently talking about uh, fundamental rights? Yeah, if yes. you do, again, I hope that, hopefully you're a subscriber then, because we got another story about that. Uh, in Mississippi, the judge says the cannabis advertising ban is constitutional. So remember that First Amendment that you have? Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. If you are a company, you do not have a First Amendment right to advertise that you are uh, providing cannabis, at least according to this judge out of uh, Mississippi. These are the types of cases that can get overruled. Uh, hopefully it does, but uh, oh, it is shit. a U.S. district judge, so we're back in federal court again. And, yeah. and these companies have a First Amendment right, a fundamental right in that respect, wow. to be able to engage in com reasonable commercial speech. And so that reasonable commercial speech is being denied to um, cannabis companies in the state of Mississippi. Talk about unfair. Talk about like how? What was this judge thinking? What are they smoking? Like, uh, like you were a federal uh, judge. Well, again, again, we get we get right back to an order again. And so I have not read this one either, but there's just so it's it is a cannabis legalization news week replete with uh, cannabis legal news. And so it is something that he says his this ruling may change if federal law changes in the sense that you cannot have a commercial speech right in a federal crime. Now, what a the, the, the state, the federal government was saying that you uh, are not injured. Because Bad. we aren't enforcing this law, then why the fuck did this guy rule that way? But like, what a cop out! Like, like if you're law enforcement or if you're the judge, right? I'm just gonna go no right away. But if the rules in general change, uh, you know, then then you probably have an argument, right? Uh, there was a gentleman in Montana that got raided years ago during the 2011 raids, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the judge actually uh, said, "You know what? I'm not gonna prosecute you because." The way things are going, it looks like history is going to be on your side. You know, and I thought that was the coolest freaking thing that this one judge was like, if I, he's on the wrong side of like this bad law, right? But that doesn't happen every time. You know, a lot of these pussy out and be like, oh, I want to, uh, you know, wait till the big law changes. I can't, I can't make the change here. I'm just saying no for right now. It's so angry. Yep. yep. But. <laughs> To, to wrap up our shit show that is uh, news that we were not expecting. This mm. one was going around last week. It came out at the same time that this 
court filing did just 23rd so last week and here it is it is being taken to you on ktla.com so woman california woman who fatally stabbed man 108 times no i do not want pop-ups gets probation no prison time this is huge. I mean, I, I don't, I'm surprised we're not hearing about it more. I'm surprised Kevin Sabat and the rest of all the crazies aren't clinging to this one article and all the other, uh, uh, like here in Washington State, I, you know, I've been watching the, uh, there's policy still trying to get through. And uh, you want to watch the story? Uh, no, I do not want to hit <laughs> uh, respecting their trademarks and copyrights, you know, so, it, it, but it is one of those things where uh, they say in May, 27th, 2018, the then 32-year-old went to an apartment where they took some hits from Bong, and she experienced an adverse reaction and suffered from cannabis-induced psychotic disorder. And during that psychotic break, she murdered her boyfriend, but also repeatedly stabbed herself. What's crazy about the story, too, is they say she wasn't in control when he forced her to take the second bong hit, and that's what pushed her over the edge. Some, uh, you know, and, and, and look, the worst part about being an advocate and doing anything is sometimes you have to admit, like, it is medicine, but it's not medicine for everybody. Maybe there's this something about this, like, but out of the 12 years of recreational uh, uh, legalization, this one woman, you know, that, 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 you know, did everybody else get away with it? Like, like, what, what's the, what's the value in not changing the law? There is none, I think, in, for a betterment for what we can have. I want those flying cars, baby. We need a. Uh, yeah, I want to see the uh, expert testimony on this one. But you know, it's one of those things that there hasn't been this uh, large upsweep in cannabis-induced psychosis, and people are doing more dabs now than have ever been done. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know how the expert testimony came in in front of the, the again, this is a crime. And so it was used as a defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not a juror. I didn't, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer on the case. I haven't read shit of that, you know? And so I have no idea uh, how much of that is real. It's just that that was something. But doesn't this, cause like you said, it's a precedent though, right? Like that kind of like when people kill someone with DUIs back a long time ago, they used to get away with it left and right. Right. You would get, uh, commuted sentences and after like essentially a murder, you know, you just took like, like there's gotta be a, I don't know where the line is draw, but, uh, it's not stopping reform, right? We need, we need to do more and better. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go make some money then, bro. Come on. It's Jeez. the cannabis industry. You know how much cheddar people are making in this. Oh, this, this was harsh. Yes, that's that are at zero. So if you invested, anyway, market report. Medmen shares have zero value. Can they go negative? Keep holding it and find out. We'll see. We know that they can't file for bankruptcy, so uh, the stocks look nothing. And the Mint bought its assets out of Arizona for just $14 million bucks. Did you see the uh, Washington? I shared with you that burner statement where he said he made no money in weed so far. You know, yep. uh, I think it's about overextending yourself sometimes. Medmen raised so much money and yep. didn't, you know, like... And spend it on stupid shit. 
like like almost like a, a Dan Bilzerian type of way, right? Like not you know on the actual product. Wait a minute. Now, What's good? Go with me here in a minute, and let's let's make some money, bro. Uh, and so what you do is you hype it, and you take as much investor money as you can, and go on. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of you that. You had though. a good time, and you were able to take some fat salaries out of the company, and maybe also some other assets that uh, you know you can't file for bankruptcy. What are they going to do? <laughs> they can get their money back. No, no, RIP. I mean, they are not even a, a brand name, right? Like, didn't uh, High Times get in play with them too? Or was that no, never a play? I don't know, but High Times ain't doing exactly good. Hey, yeah, uh, no, so, that's why I bring it up. Uh, did you see what would happen if they reschedule this stuff uh, and, and the feds try to like control the supply of cannabis as opposed to like make it pure and and licensed so that we can trust our medical grade cannabis. Uh, 32% of consumers will just go back and buy from their guy if the Fed's Schedule 3 move limits market access. Sure. It goes to my point that if they were to reschedule the plant and these present markets don't get messed with, nothing's going to change. But if they do get messed with, people do find a way. Right. There's a reason why there's a traditional market in this this plant. You know, people talk to out of needs. They will do things right. Like uh, a lot of these consumers, a lot of your, your stores, your growers, they just want to be law abiding just citizens. Right. Like we're going to have a store. That'd be great. I quit my day job and we focus on that stuff. Uh, you, don't, the assets. you don't quit your day job. You get you a know. whole new day job. Yeah, I'm like saying yesterday my... I didn't work. Like I don't work on Saturdays. It is the hardest day of the week, uh, you know, for me. Very often. Oh, I bet. Like, oh, I need to do this and that and this other thing, and then don't forget this. And then I'm like, no, 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 rest and just enjoy life. Mm -hmm. uh, one day a week. It's 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 difficult. That's so funny, dude. You know, and that's why I'm scared too. To to, you know, I'll be leaving uh, structured billion dollar corporations who who circle jerk each other off to. To figure out like us, that's going to be a new uh, adventure. But it's going to be fun because it'll be a new, uh, again, education. We're, that's what we've been doing. Uh, nice. Just take the money. I would, I would just take the money and stay working and say like, hey, this is some nice money that I'm getting right now. Not sure if that's going to last. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. But I, I, again, that's the, the focus is to make more after I can get a start. Well, I mean, <laughs> as long as we make $1.50, we beat Burner. <laughs> well, and we beat MedMen. Hey, MedMen, that's good. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, you got any more? Nope, that's our show for the week, everybody. Cannabis legalization news is brought to you by Collateral Base. And then, if you wanted to get involved and and have your video made on cannabis legalization news, you can become an executive producer of my next episode. Uh, and we have this page right here. It's Cannabis Legalization News backslash sponsor, and you can get featured on it. There's so many people that try to get uh, a guest spot on our podcast because it's evidently popular. Uh, now, what if we'd have you on as a guest, but also uh, we'd be able to make a video about an interesting and important issue? Because like one of the difficult things is what am I going to do a video of next? You know? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so if somebody would help me out with that, we could make some, some joint content 
it would probably be kind of like more like sponsored style because like usually people have a reason why they want on the show and it is yeah. very often related to their business. Yeah, no, we're getting there. I'm, it's, 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 it's a fun ride. We're getting there. Fun though. ride. All right, yeah. guys, don't forget to check out this next video and we'll see you next week, I believe it again. Again. Oh.